G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're back today talking about church. You might be a member of a local church, either in a city or in a country town, and you have these thoughts. I wonder what the church in Australia looks like. You know that there are denominations. You've heard of the Catholics and the Anglicans and the Baptists and the Uniting Church, and there are a lot of Pentecostal different types of churches. But who really goes to church in Australia? Well, this year is another survey year for the National Church Life Survey, and it'll be the sixth National Church Life Survey since it began back in the 1990s. Dr. Ruth Powell, who's the director of NCLS Research, is back with us again today, and we're going to talk about who goes to church in Australia. Hello, Ruth. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure, believe me. When we talk about who goes to church, Mm -hmm. the first thing that some people might say is who cares about Mm -hmm. who goes to church. How do you address that before you actually get into the real figures of who goes? All right. Well, uh, probably lots of people may be aware that the number of people going to church has declined over the last few decades. Um, it used to be something that was much more common than it is now. In the 1950s, you had around 44% of Australians went to church. That was the golden era. Uh, it never got any better than that in Australia. So uh, that was our high watermark. And certainly in the 60s, 70s and on, uh, there has been a decline in the number. But we still have around, I think it's around 15% of all Australians are in church, who we could call frequent church attenders, at least once a month. Now, that is actually quite enormous as a as a part of the population. And uh, we like to say that, in fact, there are more people in church in a given week than go to football matches in a whole year. So if you're talking about, you know, things that people do with their time, going to church is still a major activity that a very large number of people um, in Australia take part in. Ruth, we have an ageing population here in Australia, Mm -hmm. and I suspect, and you'd be able to confirm, that uh, those who are growing older and dying may be affecting church numbers. Is that the case with the the baby boomers hitting retirement years and growing older? Yes. In fact, uh, we have a number of denominations that are older than the national profile, which, as you say, is ageing. If you like, the church is leading the way in some parts, at least, and uh, it would be mostly generations who are even um, born before World War II who are very well represented in, in some denominations, and they are ageing, and that, that's a true case. And as baby boomers get older, that, that bump is moving through. Now, at the same time, you've got to be careful because there are some denominations and some churches within all denominations that have a very young profile. So it's not true. While the average age of church attenders is overall older, you can't lose sight of the fact that there are some denominations that look very similar to the whole of the Australian population or even younger. Pentecostal denominations are younger on average 
than the whole Australian population. So it begs the question, with the National Church Life Survey and the new one coming later this year, that some of those denominations that are reaching younger people and mm-hmm. some of those that are caring for the older uh, people in our in our nation, do they learn things from one another because they've participated in a survey like this? Because you're profiling what those churches look like and what they understand about what's valuable. Yes, I think that's right. And so we have uh, more than 20 denominations and movements take part and we provide results and reports to every denomination, every state, every synod, every diocese, every region, and then right down to every local church receives their own results. And one of the good things about that is that not only uh, does the church learn about themselves, uh, you have a benchmark. Because everybody's done it together, you have a reference point. And that can be encouraging because you can say, we're not the only ones. It's not just us. There are others like us. So you work out that you have shared experiences. Uh, And then at other times, you do understand that perhaps your profile is really quite different and your challenges or your opportunities are quite different. Ruth, let me ask you about another aspect of when you do a survey and you find out about who goes to church. Tell me about gender, the difference between men and women in Mm -hmm. church. All right. What we know from many surveys across the whole world over a long period of time is that women are more religious than men. And that's been the case. That's not unusual to Christianity. It's just that women are more religious than men. And there's lots of theories around why that is. It could be because women are more likely to be open to building relationships. So being part of a church community is where you are building relationships and reaching out and making those those bonds with other people. And women uh, do that more. Women have also, I think, uh, provided leadership in the home in terms of different parts of nurturing home life. And sometimes religion has been um, part of that story too. But uh, those who go to church in Australia, 60% of people in congregations in Australia are women, 40% are men. And as you've done these church life surveys, and that's five and the sixth one's coming later this year, is there a trend line you can see with women and men in church? Has it improved or is it getting worse numbers-wise for men or women? Not really. It's pretty stable. But one of the challenging things that I uh, found in some research we did recently was I was interested because I've got two boys and I thought, where does this gender gap start? How does faith and uh, you know connect with my boys? And so we looked at the results from our children's survey, which starts from age eight, and we go right through to you know age a hundred, or if they're older, they can still do the survey than a hundred. But let's assume we've got this full range. And the challenging thing I saw was that for the eight to fourteen-year-olds, there was no gender difference. It was equal boys and girls. You hit that mid-teen point, which is the age of my boys at the moment, and you see the boys starting to disappear from church life. And I think that's a real challenge because it's is it okay to just say women are more religious than men and the boys aren't gonna the boys are going to drop out? Or do we need to actually work out how do we embrace or how do we build churches where and I'm speaking very selfishly, my boys can continue to engage faith and feel that they can be part of a faith community that nurtures faith. 
I think that's a challenge for us rather than just saying, oh, this is, this is just what we always find and it's here it is true again. Well, we're talking about who goes to church and this year is another opportunity for churches to participate in the National Church Life Survey. It'll be on in October and November this year. You'll be able to, in your local church, identify a day when everyone in your church uh, pauses and goes through this National Church Life Survey and it reveals these sorts of trends, these sorts of results about the age of people in church life, about the gender differences in church life. There's also some other tremendous detail that comes from a National Church Life Survey, issues to do with education and ethnicity. Uh, Ruth Powell's our guest. Ruth, stay with us. We'll come back and talk about education in uh, whether our church members uh, have different levels of education, uh, who is educated in what, and we'll talk about that in just a short while. We're talking today about who goes to church, and as you think of your own local church, you can get a general idea of the profile of who is there, whether they're old or young, whether they're men or women. We're talking about who goes to church in a year when there is another National Church Life Survey planned for October and November this year. Ruth Powell is the director of the National Church Life Survey. She's joining us today, and we're talking through these issues, who goes to church. Ruth, if I was asking you about the issue of education in church, because there is a perception uh, that some people would say, well, surely those people who go to church can't be educated. Mm -hmm. I know that's not the case. Mm, You're absolutely right. Uh, One of the true things about the Australian society is that all Australians, the level of education overall is going higher. But church attenders are much more highly educated than the wider Australian population. I think it's about 24% of all Australians have a university degree, 33% of church attenders have a university degree. And what we're seeing is even in denominations that traditionally have uh, a wider educational mix, um, we're seeing higher levels of education come through in leadership and also in the people who are part of those congregations. So that the, the idea that it's an uneducated uneducated mass Well, the data doesn't back that up. I'm sure when you share that statistic, people stop and are very Mm. surprised at that because there's this idea that somehow or other Christians can't be educated. That is just not the case. Mm. What sort of professions are they in or what sort of uh, levels of academia are they aspiring to uh, to actually have these and is there any sort of basis in the faith and the hope that we have in Christ that actually inspires us to go on to higher levels of education well I I, I don't know whether the the link to going on to higher levels of education but there's certainly often a quest to learn more about one's faith and to do study of the Bible and theology and things like that Um In terms of occupation, what we see, and I think this is an interesting link to faith, lots of people who are church attenders, you'll find them in people-based professions and in occupations. So there is a reaching out and a caring for others, whether it's teachers or social workers or people-based professions. But look, people from all walks of life also take part in church life. I think one of the challenges with uh, thinking about when you look at your local church and you think about education and you're looking at Uh, that lens, if you like. We're in an age where you'll be looking at some people in your church, perhaps people born before World War II, earlier generations. A lot of them may not have uh, gone beyond primary school 
or early high school because of the, the, the time when they grew up, had the opportunities. They may be extremely well read, um, but not have gone through a formal level of education. Compare that to the younger generations who are virtually all finishing high school, virtually all moving on to some tertiary education. So you have those in leadership are actually trying to preach and teach to probably the widest range of educational attainments ever. You've got the people with very uh, low levels of you know educational qualifications right through to extremely high levels, all sitting there on a Sunday together. And I, you know, I feel for those who are trying to teach uh, that incredibly wide range because I think those who are more educated are now also coming through and influencing churches because they're saying, well, I, I'm educated. I have something to offer. I'd like to contribute. I have certain gifts and skills. And in a sense, you've got these generations starting to come through and say, well, I'd, I'd like to contribute. I'd like to offer my own knowledge and experience and that may be a bit of a challenge in some local situations to sort of actually handle that, again, that diverse experience when it comes to education. And beyond education, uh, the people that we'd see when we look around in the local church, uh, mm-hmm. not everybody has uh, the same skin colour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ethnicities in churches, that's been changing too over these decades. Yes, that's right. That's right. So we know from our previous survey in uh, 2011, the last National Church Life survey was when the national census happened, uh, that 22% of people in churches were from a non-English speaking background. Now, we also know that that was actually lower than probably the reality because while we translate our survey to eight different languages to try and make it more available, we know that a lot of our migrant churches, our mono-ethnic churches, don't take part. So if you're connected, you're listening and you're connected to a a church from a non-English speaking background, please, we would love to hear from you. Because one of the things that's really changing the shape of the church in Australia today is changing patterns of migration and the rise of multicultural church life. And it's dynamic and it's exciting and it's fairly under the radar at the moment. But we're having more and more of our denominations saying we're growing. But we know it's because of migration. Our migrant churches are the ones that are actually growing. We have them saying, uh, we've got to rethink our types of leadership because we've got these extremely multicultural churches and we've got to think about how we communicate effectively across cultures. And while it's, it's, it's exciting, it's very new. And I think it's part of the shape of the future that we have to understand. So we're looking at cultural diversity as a really key priority for the 2016 National Church Life Survey. Well, Ruth, we talked about the age of people in church, and some churches have a very low uh, young age profile. Others are ageing. We talked about gender, 60% women, 40% men. We talked about education. People in church life are very highly educated compared with those general statistics from the broader population. And, of course, ethnicity is changing. This year, with the 2016 National Church Life Survey, are you expecting any major change? or will some of those trends that you've been able to assess over the past five surveys, do you think they'll just continue to go in those similar lines? Well, when it comes to who goes to church, we are doing a mapping exercise. It's one of the things we achieve out of the survey. We, we test the health of churches, but what we're talking about now is mapping um, who goes. And I think we will probably see the church continue to age. Uh, it's, it's what happens. 
Um, and I'm not sure that while we'll, I'm sure there will be more younger people coming through, I suspect that uh, older population is still large enough that they will shape the overall picture. I think we'll still see that there are more women than men. I don't see that turning upside down in five years, I'm afraid. I think that the education levels will continue to rise, that that will continue to affect the shape of churches and impact on how how you treat your congregation and what the expectations are of your congregation. And I am sure that we will see increasing levels of cultural diversity um, will be a real feature. I think that's the real game changer at the moment in church life. And you mentioned that you especially would love to hear from people who are in contact with or attending a non-English speaking church. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those, if you know someone who's part of a non-English speaking church, uh, you might like to put them in touch with Ruth Powell. Uh, you can certainly visit the website at ncls.org.au. That's NCLS. It stands for the National Church Life Survey, which is planned for October and November this year. NCLS.org.au. Great to get your insights, Ruth Powell, on who goes to church. And I'm sure we'll have some more conversations a little like this as we lead up to this year's National Church Life Survey. Ruth, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. You're welcome. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.